Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, if you're not noticing the cost of living crisis and crunch at the moment, I dare say you might be not human. You might be so rich you don't know what day it is. Or you might be living in absolute denial and bliss. Well, that's you. But for us and the listeners of the podcast, today we are talking about the cost of living. And I want to spend this time just giving you cues and ideas to look at everything in your financial life. My hope on this episode is for you to take away one or two things and try and make a change or implement something different or review something in your financial life today. It's just me today and I'm going through a heap of stuff that I've just written down myself that I want to share with you just to spark ideas. And a lot of the time I find that when I listen to different money podcasts or go to different conferences or seminars, sure, I might learn something direct from the person speaking, but it's often allowing me to have that space and that time to reflect on my own situation and get cues and ideas from the stuff that someone's talking about. So today, if I say, uh, cut down on red meat, you might think, well, I'm a vegetarian anyway, but it could get you thinking about your groceries. It could get you thinking about how to optimize your budget more, okay? So this is just a big chat around the cost of living and its purpose is for you to think about your own situation with my prompts, all right? We can't do today's episode without Sphere Home Loans. Now, within all this cost of living stuff, if you've got a mortgage and you have not reviewed it within the last 12 months or so, you need to go back to your mortgage broker or contact Sphere Home Loans and they'll be able to have a look at your mortgage and just let you know if you've got a good deal or not. It's as simple as that. Don't go direct to the bank because the banks and the lenders that you go to directly, guess what? They've only got one product, their own product. That's why we're pro mortgage broker. So thank you to Sphere Home Loans for supporting my millennial money. You can search Sphere Home Loans or click the link in the show notes to speak to one of their team members about your mortgage requirements. Well, let's get into this chat today. My name's Glenn James and this is My Millennial Money. Okay, so if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I appreciate you having listened and uh, lending me your ear and I hope this is encouraging for you. If you're an old hand at this podcast stuff and you've listened to this for some time, some of this stuff that I kind of start with, it might be old news to you, but I still want you to lean in and if need be, click that 15 second skip button. But what we need to understand is with our personal budget and our spending plans, there are only four budget levers you can pull. The first one is increasing income. Can you get extra hours at work? Can you do a side hustle? Can you sell something on the side? Can you grow something and sell it? Can you do whatever you need to do to increase your income? So that first budget lever, that is one that you can pull. Now, all of these levers, you might not be able to pull. You might be able to pull two. You might be able to pull one. So the first budget lever is increase your income. The second budget lever is to reduce savings or amounts that go into investing. So why would you want to do that? Well, Because there is such a cost of living crunch at the moment and rent has gone up, interest rates have gone up, you may not want to decrease other areas in your life, like your entertainment or luxury items or anything like that. You might just go, hey, we're happy with our life at the moment. We just want to decrease savings. We're just going to invest less to keep the same standard of living. Now, while this isn't ideal for the long term, You may decide to do this for a very short period of time to keep the status quo with your life. You might even go one step further and say, we're going to increase income, put that income into our lifestyle because we don't want to cancel a heap of things. We don't want to stop doing sports and all that. And we're happy to decrease savings or investing for the future. This one isn't the most ideal one, but it is a lever that you can pull with your budget. The third budget lever that you can pull is to review an individual line item. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's take TV subscriptions as an example. That line item in your budget, let's list them. 
Netflix, Paramount, Stan, Binge, Foxtel, Disney Plus. I'm probably forgetting some. Apple, there you go. Like all this different stuff, it adds up and it creeps into your budget. So can you review that line item and say, look, we only really watch Netflix and Paramount now. So we're just going to cancel everything else. So you've reviewed that line item. The fourth budget lever that you can pull is to cut something out completely. Now you might look at that line item and say, hey, we barely watch this crap. We're just going to stick to ABC iView. We're going to stick to SBS. We're going to stick to the free-to-wear apps and the web-based entertainment stuff. We'll put up with the ads. So we're cutting out something completely. So I'll repeat, the only four levers that you can pull are increasing income, decreasing savings or investing, reviewing a line item or cutting a line item out completely. So my challenge to you is I want you to go back and look at your spending plan. I want you to go back and look at your budget. Some of you haven't reviewed it in months. I need you to review it and have a look at your personal finances lens through these four levers. In a perfect world, we'd want to increase income review a line item and cut something out completely without reducing our savings and our investing. So there you go. You've got some homework. I want you to review your budget. The next one that we need to do is make sure we've got no consumer debt. And I know that 75% of our audience do not have any consumer debt. So this goes out to the 25%. If you're struggling with consumer debt, just have a bit of a think about those four levers. Have you been pulling levers the wrong way? Have you been increasing expenses? Have you been adding subscriptions? Have you been decreasing your income? Like what have you been doing that's led you to consumer debt? Now, often with consumer debt, it sneaks up on us. Those who have had credit cards and, you know, got two, three, four thousand $4,000 worth of debt owing, that money hasn't rocked up on that credit card from buying one $1,500 lounge and a $1,000 TV and a holiday like in one go. It's been death by a thousand cuts. It's having a sloppy system. It's having a sloppy plan and spending more than what you earn. And the reality is that money that you're spending, which is exceeding your earnings, has to appear somewhere in your budget, on your P&L, your profit and loss statement, and it's appearing as consumer debt. Now, I don't care if you say, look, we've got a car loan, but we need it. It's under control and all that. I'm not going to go mad at you by having a car loan, but you know if you've got too much car. Do you have to downgrade your car? Have you got a car worth $50,000 and you owe $20,000 on it and there's 30 grand worth of equity? Can you get rid of the debt and buy a car with cash? Desperate times can call for desperate measures. So what are you going to do with your debt? What are you going to do with your budget? What are you going to do with your cash flow? It's time to get micro. When things are going good, we do not look at the micro because money's coming in, interest rates are cheap, I get what I want, life's great, blah, blah, blah. But in these times, every single bill that you are getting at the moment is increasing by more than inflation. I had a home insurance thing come the other day your premium is up 20% since last year. I mean, this stuff is wild and it is coming from everywhere. So we need to make sure we stay out of consumer debt if we've got no consumer debt at the moment, so we're not going backwards. And if you do have consumer debt, I need you to focus on this. Your reason for living financially at the moment, if you have consumer debt, if you have personal loans, if you have credit cards, if you have store cards, if you have buy now, get screwed, buy now, pay later, If you have all this stuff, your reason for living financially is to get rid of it as soon as possible. I want you to also get a spending plan if you do not have one. I won't harp on about this, but the Glenn James spending plan, just Google it. It's a free online course. My spreadsheet that you download as part of the course, the videos will show you how to use it, but it's really simple. You just, the first tab, you put your income in. The second tab, you put all your expenses in. The third tab will tell you if you're living beyond your means. And if you're not, it will tell you how much to put in each account each week. There are no excuses for anyone listening to this podcast for not having a spending plan. Now, a lot of people outgrow my spending plan and that is awesome because the main purpose of the spending plan 
is to start to change your spending habits and your spending behaviors because everything we do when it comes to personal finance is won and lost on personal habits and personal behaviors. I've seen too many people that are the most intelligent people on the planet not have one cent to their name, not because they're dummies, it's because they've got crap habits and they've got crap behaviors. It's pretty simple. Money is simple. Personal finance is simple. Sure, we have to get to a baseline of having an income that meets our basic living expenses and our basic needs. And if you're not there yet, you will be there, hang in there. I'm not talking to you right now, but everyone else who's got a decent income, why are you living in financial chaos when you do not have to? You've got to get a spending plan. You've got to get some type of system that helps you manage your money if you suck. Some people suck at managing money. I used to suck at managing money. It's okay. There's a system that you can implement that will unsuck you. You know what I'm saying? I'm a crap saver. I can't save money. But I had to put a system in place that allowed me to save money week on week and then work on that muscle. Now I'm still a bit of a crap saver, but I'm an even better investor. And that's what we need to get to. So the cost of living crisis and the cost of living crunch that we're going through at the moment, it's only going to be worse for you if you do not pay attention each week, each fortnight, each month to your personal spending plan, to your budget. I open up my personal spending plan. I've got the Glenn James spending plan spreadsheet. I've got it on Google Sheets, uploaded to that. It's a living document. There are no excuses. Now, When it comes to this first lever of earning income, can you work on your career? Can you upskill? Now, this is not something that we can do overnight. And I hate to say it, but this cost of living crunch, it's not going to be over next week. We could be in this area of interest rates where they are, inflation where it's at for a couple of years, might be three years. This crap doesn't just disappear overnight. They're cycles, they're economic cycles, we're in a different economic climate. So what you need to do now, if you are not comfortable with what you're earning at work, you need to do something about it. Now, it might not be a pay rise because you could talk to your boss, you might be on an award, you could be all this and there might not be any scope for a pay rise with where you're at. So we have to think about this career, this job thing more broadly if you are in one of those roles that you can't get a pay rise. If workers like, look, we're tight, we've got no budget, we're a small business, we don't have any, you know, we're battling to breathe or yeah, you are a nurse and you're on a pay band or you're a school teacher or an emergency service worker and all that. Like there are legitimate times where you can't just walk in and get a pay rise. But what you can think about in the future is what are you doing with your career and what are you doing with your earnings? And as I said, this climate that we're living in might be around for two, three or four years And what if the next 18 months or two years you upskilled? So in year three, you can get a decent pay rise or change your career. Because at the moment, get this, there are free TAFE courses, TAFE Digital. You know, I'm doing a TAFE course at the moment. You can lean in and upskill. Sure, there's not going to be the perfect TAFE course for everyone. But when was the last time you actually looked about what's required to upskill in your career? That's my question to you. Because the only real way to move the wealth needle in your life is the transfer of time to money and then that time to money to human capital. That is the only way to really print money on this planet. That is to transfer as much of your human capital into dollars. And you do that by upskilling. That's why we wrote the book, Sort Your Career Out and Make More Money. The best investment you can make is in your career. All right, next one, review all expenses. This kind of goes into the like the spending plan, but when was the last time you actually sat down and reviewed your expenses? If you can't tell me right now, it's time to do it. Now, what I do personally with the Glen James spending plan, so I was mentioning before, I just had that insurance renewal. Because my spending plan is a living document, each year that I get the renewal, I go in and review that thing. It's not as if I... And you might choose to do this, knock yourself out. It's not as if I go in and be like, all right, I'm going to call every single provider right now and spend a day doing life admin. I'd rather like, you know, eat a lemon or something weird. But 
what systems do you have in place to review your expenses in an ongoing fashion? And and the way I've kind of done that is year on year when things come up for renewal, that is when I review them. All right, this one is so wild. I talked about this before, but you've got to stop the Uber Eats and ordering food online. Like it's just a joke. Like don't you dare whinge about you running out of money each week if you're using Uber Eats, if you're using Menu Flog. Yeah, I just made that up. If you're using insert milk run thing here, get off your ass, go buy the food. I've been guilty of this. I shared that story a couple of months ago when I was at TAFE. I ordered Subway to the TAFE campus at lunchtime. I kid you not, it was $32. Never again. Like, I have not used Uber Eats since. It's such a joke. It's literally double. There's this old-fashioned thing called call up, put an order in and go get it yourself. Now, sure, once off, you know, it can happen. You you know, you need some food and you're lazy, you get delivery, all that. That's fine. But when it is this consistent thing in your life and in your budget, don't whinge you've got no money. Mm, got cold in here, didn't it? All right, you need to sleep on your purchases if they're over 1% of your income. So this is my 1% rule. I kind of made this up when years ago I rocked up to David Jones in the city. I was out with friends, went home with a new Apple Watch. That morning I didn't wake up with the desire to buy an Apple Watch. Why did I have $1,000 just accessible to me when I'm a spender? You know, that's since changed. Um, so now I use the 1% rule and you need to use this rule as well. You might use the half a percent rule, but let's give an example. If you earn $80,000 a year package and there's no exact science to this, it's just some type of guide. You might just go, I'm not spending anything more than $100 without sleeping on it. Knock yourself out. But if you earn $80,000 a year package or, you know, 70-ish plus some super, call it 80. of 80,000 is $800. Now, that's still a fair chunk of money, right? You are not buying anything worth over $800 without sleeping on it. What if you did the 0.5% rule, half a percent rule? I'm not buying anything worth over $400 without sleeping on it. If it's 1%, I'm not doing anything without sleeping on it for a week. Have some type of guideline in your life. Here's another one. Don't buy stuff you don't need. Pretty simple. <laughs> this is hilarious. Like we spend so much money on crap we don't need. I go to Bunnings to get like, I went to Bunnings the other day. I had to buy some bleach because I had to clean something on my boat. And you walk out and you've got a 150 pack of AA batteries. Oh, I needed that watering can. Oh, I've got some um, potting mix that, yeah. So like the trolley's full of crap. There's $200 in the trolley. I rocked up needing an $8 bottle of bleach. We're all guilty of buying shat we don't need. We need to stop it. It's getting cold out there, isn't it? A bit of conviction happening. Why are you paying for shat you don't need? Calm the farm, have a shower. You do not need it. Stop buying it. Put it down. I go to Bunnings and buy stuff. Oh my gosh, I just forgot something, guys. I'm actually recording this episode (laughs) from Marina Del Rey in um, LA at the moment. And there's a boat mega store just down the road called like West's Marine. And I was meant to go there this morning just to to do this thing, just walk in and have a look. (laughs) But I've totally forgot. And I'm thankful that I forgot because I didn't need anything. I was just going to have a look at boaty things. I am so guilty of this stuff. This is why I do the podcast because I'm a buffoon. I'm an absolute lunatic. I need to stop buying stuff I don't need. Am I going down to the marine store? No, I don't have time now. Am I glad I'm not going to the marine store? Yes, because the exchange rate here in the States sucks. Things are expensive. If you can hear a siren, sorry but we need to stop buying stuff that we don't need. Here's the next one. This is crazy, right? I don't know what items that we're talking about here, but I'm going to say it. Do you need brand new or not? 
I mean, I'm probably not buying secondhand underwear, going out on a limb, not doing that. And I'm not heaps keen to go op shopping because I just can't be bothered. But hey, if you want to wear someone's old clothes, knock yourself out. There's heaps of people that go to op shops. There's heaps of good stuff at op shops. I've actually got a jacket from an op shop and it was, it's really good. I still wear it. Um, I just just hate going there because they're always out of the way. And I think for me is like the op shop thing, it's such a treasure hunt and I'm too impatient. But what things in your life are you buying at the moment that you can buy secondhand? Like we can look at cars and bikes and exercise equipment and all that stuff. In fact, if you're wanting to try a new hobby, don't do what I would usually do because I, I don't do this anymore, I've learned. Don't just go and buy that new, I'm looking at someone buy uh, on a stand-up paddleboard. Don't just go and buy a stand-up paddleboard brand new, just buy a secondhand one on Marketplace. These are all the little things like if you want to keep living through this cost of living crisis, if you want to keep all your subscriptions and you know not really tweak your spending plan or budget, just make the decision now for like other activities that you just buy secondhand stuff. Like Marketplace has so much gold. It's so good. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? All right, next one. Use fuel apps. I always crap on about this, but you've got to use some type of fuel app. I'll give old mate a shout out again, but there's a dude who listens to the podcast who's got a fuel app. I'm just finding it. It's on my phone. It's called Petty. Uh, it works in most states. You just put in your area and see what the fuel prices are. I used the fuel app once and I was driving like from Newcastle down to Sydney and just by planning, I saved $20. My tank was empty and, you know, those months that really swing with fuel prices, like you can actually save real money. So that was awesome. Okay, here's one for people who may live in the city. Shivers, I've got so many more of these lists. All right. Here's one for people that may live in a city. Can you consider just going, I'm just using public transport now. Might not work for everyone. It really doesn't work for where I live, but you know, I spent a lot of time in Sydney and Melbourne and I was in New York recently. I mean, those places, they're built on public transport, right? So... Can you go back to using the bus? If you've got two cars, can you sacrifice for a period of time, sell one? I don't know. I'm just throwing out all this crap. You might go, no, nah, I'm not doing it, Glenn. Well, don't. That's okay. You do you. Cut down on red meat. I mentioned that at the top. I really only do red meat maybe once a week now. And when I do, I just buy one premium cut, like under maybe 180 grams of uh, eye fillet. So yeah, I, I've just really cut down on red meat. Another one that you can do with this cost of living crisis, it is more, it's a little bit out there and not heaps about saving money, but I just wrote it in there. Like you might think that I don't have enough money to invest. Like, oh, I just don't have the money. But if you redo your spending plan or budget, can you set up a regular investment, even if it's a really small amount? Because a little bit invested is so much better than nothing invested. Now, what you could do as well is call your employer or um, your payroll department and just tell them to salary sacrifice $20 a week into your super. You've then guaranteed that you're living on less than what you earn because you're salary sacrificing to super. You've got no consumer debt. If you spent every cent every week and didn't go into consumer debt and were salary sacrificing to super, you're still looking after your future. No problem there. All right, next one. Sell stuff in your house that you do not use. Now, what I generally say is if you haven't used it in you know 12 to 18 months and it's not a family heirloom, piss it off. Throw it on Marketplace. Take some photos, sell it. Don't do pay ID. If they want to do pay ID, tell them we can, but you have to come first and see it. There's too many scams out there and I'm going to do another episode very shortly about um, the anatomy of a Facebook scam because I've got a really fun story. And yeah, if you haven't used it, let's sell it and let's invest that money. If we haven't used it, let's sell it and let's put that money towards debt. If we haven't used it, 
Let's sell it and put that money to our emergency fund. Subscriptions. If you haven't used it in six weeks, you probably don't use it. I'm talking to myself right now, as usual, and literally talking to myself in a hotel room. So, yeah, what are you paying for? Actually, I'll tell you a fun thing. One of my cards got compromised and the best way <laughs> the best way to kind of like cancel subscriptions is to like reset your card and then the money doesn't debit and they go, oh, you're paying for this. Your card's wrong and you're like, oh, definitely not renewing that. That happened to me with um, just the one subscription um, with, uh, what was it? the VPN when I travel and yeah, I forgot I had it. And don't at me everyone. Like I am no different to you. Someone like years ago were like, oh, Glenn, he, you know, he's a pathetic loser because he accidentally paid for an Amazon thing twice and he didn't know. I'm just as human as the next person. So back off. Okay. Review your mortgage. If you have not done it within the last six to 12 months, talked about that at the start, contacts for your home loans. And they will uh, let you know. And the good thing is like when we talk to and with mortgage brokers on this podcast or even have them as show partners, I don't allow sharks in this little fish tank of goldfish. This is a safe space to swim around. No sharks. So, you know, if you reach out to Sphere, they're not going to screw you over. Um, Where are we? I wrote this down. Because I got an email from the New South Wales government. There are a heap of vouchers still in the New South Wales government app, particularly if you've got family and kids. So just check out any state-based government vouchers. I'll see if I can open mine now. I just see service, New South Wales. Um, Vouchers. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, there's an active kids voucher. Parents, care, carers and guardians of school enrolled children get $50 voucher for sport and recreational activity. There's a creative kids voucher. There's a first lap voucher. Uh, so swimming lessons. So guys, that's free money uh, that you've paid with your state-based stamp duty. Uh, but look, get on it. It's free money. Okay, we're going to take a break. We is in I and what I'm going to do, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do the community segment myself. I'll do a bit of housekeeping and I'll keep going on my list. Now, have you thought of something you can tweak in your life while you've been listening to me crap on about all this stuff? What are you going to do? Also, are you going to send this podcast to someone else who needs to hear it? Because we really would appreciate you sharing this podcast with people in your life because it's the only way that we can really grow the audience by having like-minded people like you come and be financially woke. I'll be back right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right. Welcome back. This is really fun. Often... 
I never plan this, but the the community segment of the week, they often align with stuff that we've been talking about on the show. It's so wild. The community segment of the week that um, Rach and Jane have prepared for us is tips for moving house on a budget. This is just, can't read about this stuff, but you will, I will. Tip one from Kai. Don't fold your clothes into a box. Grab the hangers, bend it up together and cover each bulk with the plastic bag. Yeah, that's pretty good. Saves saves that. Christy said, declutter or only move what you really want slash need to move. Less crap to move equals less money. Bonnie said, yes, this. I go hard with culling. If we don't use it, it goes. So just on that, my lease is up in like May next year. I'm already like preparing and just each week throwing crap out of my garage because I'm now a nomad. I just go wherever the wind takes me. And even before I moved to Newcastle, and this is more of a personality thing, like to be emotionally prepared with the move because I get set in my ways and, you know, don't love change. I I got moving boxes before I even started really committing to properties and had them and I was packing and everyone's like, where are you moving to? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm moving. (laughs) So, yeah. So, can you start to move before you have to and all that stuff? Sarah said, go to your local supermarket and ask for banana boxes, free packing boxes for the delicate items you don't want in big ones. That's a good idea. She also said, sell the crap you don't need before you move. Be ruthless about it. Play a lot of Tetris so that you pack in the most efficient way possible. That's cool. Uh, She also said, depending on the amount of stuff you have and the distance you move, sometimes it's cheaper just to hire a furniture trailer instead of a truck and do a couple of loads. Bree said, call in favors you're owed. Uh, And Jess said, stay, lol. Moving is always more expensive than you imagine. I think that's true. Like get at at least two quotes if you're using a removal list. I got a quote once when I was moving from the central coast to Newcastle and it's an hour up the road, right? And I'm like, yeah, I reckon one little Pantech would do this. I think one quote was like two and a half grand. And then this other dude was like, yeah, I can do it for 800 bucks. Like it was just wild. So they're just some tips for moving on a budget. Thanks to Sky Wealth for supporting the community segment of the week and right into the uh, housekeeping They've got a webinar next week, Tuesday the 14th from 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Understanding Personal Insurance, Expert Insights, Pitfalls, and a Live Case Study. You'll learn what personal insurance is, understanding policy and cover types, tips for choosing the right insurance, pitfalls to avoid, common misconceptions. And it was on my list, but I'll just cover it here in the housekeeping. If you do have life or income insurance and it is paid outside of super, Uh, speak to your advisor or if not, go to sky.com.au, reach out to them because there are ways that you can structure some of your insurances to be paid out of your superannuation and that could really help you with your cash flow at the moment because I would hate for you to delete or cancel a line item of life insurance uh, or income insurance because guess what? That's really important and I'd rather you watch ABC iView or something free and have insurance than die and leave your family with no freaking money and a mortgage in utter disarray. So there's a link in the sky notes for that. And finally, next bit of housekeeping. We really have been putting a lot of effort into our newsletter and every fortnight, we just sent a newsletter out with what's happening. Uh, We've got a lot of podcasts, a lot of content, and it's just to keep you guys involved. We always want to add value. So I write a letter every fortnight Sometimes it's long, sometimes it's not. And I always just want to add value. So I really appreciate those who subscribe to and read our newsletter. And there's a link in the show notes uh, if you want to subscribe to that. And, you know, it is just another place that you can keep in touch with us. And I hate spam. So it's usually once a fortnight and sometimes the odd blast if there's something I want to announce. But yeah, email in the show notes. All right, back to my list. Now, One of the biggest things when we talk about personal finance and money and spending and saving, when we talk about white goods and bedding and big stuff in your house, never, ever, 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 everyone say ever, ever, never, ever, ever buy this stuff when it's not on sale. So I went to David Jones the other day, I wanted some new sheets and I wanted a new doona. One of them was like $500. 
for a doona, right? Queen size doona. And I'm like, it's not on sale, no deal. Because I categorically know I can get that for like 40 to 50% off when it's on sale. So I bought some sheets that were on sale. I just don't buy anything that's premium and bulky from like those type of things for the house, for the bed, towels, linen, beds, mattresses, lounges, furniture, white goods, anything like that. The number one rule in your life is now don't ever buy it unless it's on sale. And you might say, oh, Glenn, our fridge just broke and it's like not a sale time. Buy a secondhand one for $50 on Marketplace and wait till Christmas. Trust me, you'll save hundreds of dollars. If you don't want to save hundreds of dollars, buy things when they're not on sale. Pretty simple. Categorically, at least twice a year, there will always be sales on bulky goods. Always. Can you try home-based cleaning remedies? I'm talking vinegar. I'm talking metho. I'm talking um, like that bicarb soda. It's really good. You know, vinegar covers a multitude of sins. You can clean your floor with it. You can clean your glass. You can sprinkle it on your hot chips. Vinegar is awesome. This is what we're talking about micro. Can you get micro with your budget? Can you get micro with your spending? Trigger warning. I'm about to talk about your children and their activities. Can you review what sports and activities you're going to be doing with your kids next year? I've got friends, they've clearly got the money, don't know how they're doing it, but every afternoon and Saturday mornings, the kids are doing chat. Awesome, that's great. I'd only be disappointed if they had consumer debt and couldn't live comfortably week on week. So next year, can you ask your kids, hey, you do gymnastics, soccer, dancing, karate. We do all this stuff, but guess what, kiddies? Next year, we're doing two or one. What do you want to do? I don't know. I'm not giving parental advice. I'm giving money advice. And the thing is, sometimes you spend too much on things, like kids, that you can't afford to do. I don't know. Don't shoot me. I'm just here to poke you and prod you and get you to think about what you're doing with your money next year. On the topic of kids, like kids that are young and growing really fast. I was in um, just this week, actually, with a friend, Beth. We're in LA. Um, Long story, I extended my stay in the States here and had friends that were also here and we were just cruising around and went to the op shop or the thrift store, the Goodwill. And she's got twins that are like three years old and she's buying secondhand cons for like little kids and they're a bit trashy and she's like, yeah, they'll grow out of them in like 10 minutes. Like do stuff like that. The kids don't know. They'll look cool and they won't be brand new and cost. So can you do hand-me-downs? Can you? But what I will say, pick your premium thing. Like I've said this a lot over the years. If you're having a child, you know, we can't always have it all, but like whatever you go, look, we're going to use a pram the most, So we're going to get a premium pram that collapses, that bloody makes cappuccinos, cooks a roast, all that premium pram stuff. But we're just going to buy a secondhand cot. We're going to get hand-me-down this. Like you guys know, just be smart, be wise, prioritize. That's a cool saying. Be smart, be wise, prioritize. Okay, another trigger warning, pet stuff. (laughs) In my notes here, I just wrote pet stuff. I didn't even put any comments because you guys spend so much money on your pets. Back off and only back off if you want to and if you're struggling to make ends meet on other stuff. It's called priorities. Might want to Google it. Sorry, I'm in a mood. Sorry, I won't do that. We'll just say pet stuff. Review your pet stuff. Are you spending too much on your pets? All right, next one. Go out less. Can you make that an actual thing? It's like we're going out less. Going out, it costs so much money. And this is my struggle, right? I want to support like the local businesses and restaurants and cafes and doing all that. But at some point, I've got to support me. Like I'm a person, guys. But you know what I mean? Like maybe not go out five nights a week. Maybe cook in sometimes. Just saying. Go out less. Okay, this next one, do free activities with friends and or family. Pretty simple. Go to the park, go for a walk, get into low-cost hobbies. So can you just get a fishing rod or a knitting kit 
do something that doesn't cost heaps. Increase excesses on insurances. So yeah, if you've got a fully funded emergency fund, can you increase the excess? So I think my car excess, I increased from like six or 700 to like $1,000 because at the end of the day, I've got an emergency fund. Can you move your income protection insurance to a three-month waiting period if you've got a fully funded emergency fund? My income protection insurance, it's got a three-month waiting period. I only insure for long-term disability now because I've got an emergency fund. I can self-insure. Pay yearly for things where possible if it's cheaper. So for example, my income insurances, my home and contents insurances, all that crap, I pay yearly. Even in the businesses, all our like subscriptions in the business, I pay for yearly. You know why? Because often you save money. This is all about saving money. I sound like a dickhead. Money. But if you are still building your emergency fund, still getting on top of the pile and getting ahead and all that stuff, you might still have to pay monthly. But I want to get you to the point where you are paying yearly. With my health insurance with Bupa, they don't give you a discount for paying yearly, so I pay monthly. May as well cash flow that. Money can sit on my offset account all year and I will pay monthly. I touched on this before, but put your life insurance in super. If you're paying for death cover from your bank account, you should stop doing that once you speak to an advisor, speak to Sky Wealth. But like the cool thing is with death cover, I'm just talking about like you die, here's money for your family. If you pay for that out of your bank account, you can't claim it on tax. But if you pay for death cover from your super fund, the super fund claims what you pay on its tax at its 15% tax rate. And the proceeds for death cover in Australia are tax-free. So I, gosh, I can't think of a circumstance in a personal family situation where you would not pay for death cover in your super fund. And then if you want to salary sacrifice the premium, you've effectively got tax-deductible death cover, where if it's in your own name, it's not tax-deductible. So Yeah, just make sure you review all that stuff and speak to the team at Sky if you haven't reviewed your policies in some time. Life insurance policies, they're one of those policy types that you don't chop and change all the time because if your health has changed, you might not be able to be insured elsewhere, but it's just important. You can still review, you know, decrease cover, increase cover. You've just got to be on top of that. My next point, and I've only got about 10 to go, so hang in there. If you're a coffee drinker, make your coffee at home. If you drink milky soy and almond and oat lattes, some places you'll be paying $6 a flipping coffee. It's crazy. And this is that dance where I know small businesses, they need to make money. I know people who own cafes and all that, but can you make your own coffees at home? Make your lunch at home at least twice a week. That can be your challenge. Do that. Make your lunch at home. And this stuff, you get micro on this stuff, micro on your groceries, micro on your lunches and your coffees. I guarantee you will save money week on week. You get micro on your spending, you'll get results. You get results in anything in your life that you pay attention to. Use cashback apps. So I was out at a place the other day in Sydney and they're like, oh, pay with shop back and get 10% back. I'm like, all right, pay with shop back. I want them to sponsor the podcast. Okay, do a side hustle that gives you something to do which could be a hobby, and then makes you money. So a dude lives a couple of doors down from me, Justin. He grows bamboo and he sells that. Pretty cool. It's his hobby and he makes money from it. That's a real, like this podcast was a a side hustle that I did while I had my business and now it's my business and I need a new hobby. Grow your own veggies. That's also something to do. One thing I've done recently because... They cost the price of a kidney. Use frozen berries instead of fresh. I just do that now. Like, oh, I'll buy, you know, we can get like two punnets of strawberries for like 10 cents when it's like really peak strawberry season. But like some of those other raspberries and that, they get so bloody expensive. So I always just get like the big bag of frozen mixed berries and put in the freezer. Car servicing. This is a very interesting one. So since moving to Newcastle, I've had to find a new mechanic because it's not practical to drive an hour to get my car serviced. And I actually called around and asked a few hourly rates and 
one of the places like, oh, we're $150 an hour. I'm like, okay. And another one was like 100, 120. So just review your mechanical costs. And this is the whole thing. Like I want to support local businesses on one hand, as I've said, but on the other hand, it's also a, a free and quote unquote, apparently efficient market. So if I can get a good product and service down the road for cheaper, probably will do that. Because remember, you've got to look after yourself first and that other business, if they are charging too much, they'll actually over time get less customers and that's where the whole competition comes in. So just, yeah, review car servicing. Um, ask your mechanic or um, where you take your car, how much do they charge per hour and what's the breakdown and all that stuff. I want you to also be intentional with your charitable giving. I really always want to encourage people to be generous and be generous giver. And, you know, if you just Google My Millennial Money Charities, we've got a, um, a dedicated website there that we've got charities that we recommend and that I personally support. But be intentional. Money is limited. And, you know, the book The Life You Can Save with Peter Singer, he's been on the podcast before. You know, this is his words, not mine. But he's like, oh, it takes like $7,000 to train a guide dog. And while a guide dog is awesome and we want that, $7,000 could stop 3,000 people from going blind in the first place in one part of the world. So just be intentional with your charitable giving. I would really encourage you if you are on a good income and you're doing well and you've got your investments and things are getting a bit tight, I would just personally encourage you not to go to the giving part first. I'd be looking at the other stuff like eating out 15 times a day, um, paying for 20 subscriptions, buying stuff when it's not on sale. I'd rather you look at all that stuff first before you get the um, hatchet, the ratchet or I don't know, whatever, it's something to the giving. And finally, I just want to finish by saying... Congratulations if you're still listening to this uh, solo episode. But be intentional with stuff. Be active with stuff. Don't be a passenger with life. Don't be a passenger with your money. Be the driver. Be in control. If you look back at all your financial decisions to date, and I'm actually, I'll carve out the people who have had some financial hard times through no fault of their own. So natural disasters, injury, um, family illness, all that stuff. No fault of your own, I'm carving you out. But everyone else, like if I'm bringing it home at this point, where you're at today financially is a result of the choices that you've made. You chose to get a credit card. You chose to eat out 15 times a week. You chose to buy that new fridge that has the ice cube thingy. Spend the extra thousand dollars because you love ice. Like, no one's making you do anything with your money. Where you're at today with your money is basically because you drove the truck there, you drove the car there, you drove the insert vehicle there. If you're not in a good location, guess what? Let's get a map out, let's get a spending plan out. And let's plan something for a freaking change, get a bit intentional for a change rather than just going, oh, well, I'll just do this and do that. Like you're an adult, believe it or not. You've got an income, believe it or not. You've got the choice to change where you're at today. Forget about yesterday. Eh, it's done now, whatever. What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do with your money? If you're sick of your job, Make a freaking plan to get out of it. It's hard. Yes, I know. But we don't have to go tomorrow and resign. Let's just do some research. Talk with someone else. Go, hey, I don't like my job. Any ideas of what I can do to get a different job or career? Like, just get rolling. But I do want to thank everyone for listening. And I just hope that after this little, you know, solo rant, you have got some ideas of things that you can do in your life to move the needle and to get micro, to cut things out you don't need. Remember, we can only do four things. One, increase income. Two, decrease savings and expenses. Not ideal. Three, review a line item or four, cut a line item out completely. What are you going to do? Put in the Facebook group. I listened to this episode today and I've decided to do X, Y, and Z. We'll leave it there. My name's Glenn James. 
I'm going to the airport now and uh, coming back down to Sydney, but I will see you soon. Thanks so much for listening. If you do love the podcast, I'd love you could share it with someone else. We'd really appreciate that. And we'll be back next week. I'll be with John next week. He hasn't been on for a while because, you know, me traveling and all that stuff. But uh, thanks for listening. See you soon. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 45128. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.